Hey, welcome back to the show. How would it feel if you were able to stop worrying about your relationship or whether or not the person that you like is going to text you back? And instead, you were fully in your power and you felt grounded and safe in your nervous system. And from that place, you become more magnetic as a result. And how would it feel to say no and set boundaries without guilt? What would you be able to do with all of that time and energy that you'd get back? How would it feel to have a regulated nervous system so that you didn't get swept out to sea and overthinking and worrying about worst case scenarios? And what if you knew how to bring yourself down from a trigger and instead of being reactive, you knew how to respond calmly and intentionally? That is just a small fraction of what you would learn when you join my new program, Secure. And if you've heard me speak of alchemy in the past, think of this as the latest and more upgraded version of that program. This program will show you how to have the kind of relationship that is deep, mature, passionate, and built on a sturdy foundation of ownership, communication, and realness. So whether you're dating or in a relationship, you'll learn vital attachment tools and strategies to work towards being secure. You'll also learn how to engage with other attachment styles of the people that you're in relationship with or dating. You'll learn to unlock your self-expression, your confidence, your authenticity. No more hiding or holding back who you are in the world or playing small. You're going to learn how to overcome self-doubt, go after what you really want, and be who you're meant to be. And through it all, you'll be guided through deep nervous system work to rewire old patterns, create lasting change, and step into your best life. And yes, this is a live group program, and it is a small group so that you're getting individualized and personalized support from me directly. I will know exactly what your relationship patterns are, what you need support with, and I will be providing you with unique integration tools so you know what to work on. And if the thought of group work makes you feel a little uncomfortable, then consider that there might actually be a very helpful and healing edge in that for you. Part of unlocking self-confidence and self-expression is about learning to do this work in relationship. And that's what the group environment sets up. If you've never done anything like this, it can bring up feelings of uncertainty and that's normal. But if there's a part of your being that feels like this might be the right program for you, then send me a message on Instagram or email that says learn more about secure and we'll have a conversation and I'm happy to hear you out for all of your thoughts your questions and your needs and if you do join you'll receive a major discount because you came from the podcast so it's really important to send me that phrase which says again learn more about secure on Instagram or on email I look forward to speaking with some of you about secure and now enjoy the episode Welcome to the Creating Conscious Relationships podcast with your host, Janelle Annette. On this podcast, you're going to be receiving my best teachings, tools, and practices so that you can create a conscious relationship from the inside out. So no matter your relationship status, you're going to find everything you need here to help your relationships thrive, including the one with yourself. Hello, friends. Welcome back for another episode. Today, we are talking about the six signs that are going to show you if you're ready for a conscious relationship. And throughout the episode, we're going to go through what a conscious relationship actually is and kind of looks like and why most relationships aren't quote unquote 
subconscious. <laughs> I feel like I sound like I'm from LA when I talk like that. Um, we'll also be talking about what happens before you're ready for a conscious relationship. So what ha- kind of goes into getting to the point where you're like, yeah, this is actually what I need and I and I want. And then finally, I'll share with you the six signs or at least six of some of many signs, I'm sure, um, that you might be ready for a conscious relationship and I will break them down for you. So let's jump right in. What is a conscious relationship? Well, one of my teachers, Phil Mistelberg, liked to call it the relief from codependency. And I really love how he put that. And it's really the the purpose of a conscious relationship is about using the container of the relationship to grow together, to go to something higher. And it's less about merging into one another, becoming lost in the other, and more about how can we grow both as individuals and as a couple. And so I think there's there's been a lot of talk about codependency recently, and it's kind of become one of these buzzwords and maybe for some people seen as like the ultimate worst thing. And, you know, we tend to swing to these extremes, it seems, as as humans. And, uh, you know, it's really important to remember that at the end of the day, we are very relational beings and we need each other. And I talk about that a lot here on the podcast. And it's really the interdependence. So it's not to say that a conscious relationship requires you to just be completely your own person and don't rely on the other person and, and be completely self-sufficient. Um, it's really about learning to, of course, serve the other person, be with the other person, love them. Of course, it requires some sacrifice, uh, but you're still maintaining a sense of individualism and you know how to attend to yourself when the person is not available or you know, vice versa. So we still rely on each other. Very important, but it is just not a complete emergence, a complete I need you. I cannot function without you. Right. And we've seen these very codependent dynamics where people tend to come out of it feeling pretty lost or hurt or, you know, many intense things that can kind of happen when something like that unfolds, when people are completely entirely dependent on one another. So what kind of goes into you wanting to have a conscious relationship is likely having a few relationships that didn't work, whether they were very codependent or, you know, there was just a lot of, um, you know, pain in the past relationships. You've awakened to repetitive dynamics that you've seen in your relationships and you kind of see that there's some patterns, you know, you're probably aware of your own contributions to some of those patterns as well. So that could look like you know, I, I realize I keep picking this kind of person or I realize in these relationships, like this kind of conflict keeps coming up, whatever it might be, but you see the repetition and you also see your side of things. So, you know, there's something to work on there. And you could also be in a relationship now and just realizing that the way that you're doing it is not necessarily working. So those are some things that say, hey, I want something different. And on the other side of that, the conscious relationship what it's really about when you know I said earlier, it's about growing together and it's about using the dynamics that unfold in a relationship to grow. What actually goes into making that work is a great deal of transparency and humility and ownership and the ability to speak up for yourself. And those are easily said and usually very difficult to do. You know, you've probably had the experience of wanting to say something or ask something in your relationship and then 
you know, you're a little afraid it's going to hurt their feelings, or maybe they're going to get really upset and leave or whatever those perceived consequences might be. And then you end up not doing it. And it's just this slow push everything under the rug. It's not a big deal. You either deny it to yourself or you deny it just to them. And then over time, what happens? We we feel disconnected and we feel resentful. The passion fizzles out. So there's all these things that don't effectively work. So the reason why most relationships are not necessarily considered conscious relationships is just that there's a lot of withholding and there's not a prioritization of self-awareness and growth in the relationship. And I have a lot of clients who come to me and will say, you know, I'm really willing to do the work, but I don't know if my partner is, or what if my future partner is not? And, you know, we can talk about that a little bit in this episode, but the most important thing is that you're just being a person who yourself is willing to look at these things. And then of course, are also picking somebody who is willing and that might look different to everyone. I don't think there's this like one size fits all blueprint for a conscious relationship. It's just going to be how, you know, you and the other person set that up. But at the end of the day, the willingness to grow, the willingness to look internally and the willingness to work on the relationship are really important factors. So those are all things to consider when, you know, entering into a relationship. And before we get to the signs, some of the reasons why a conscious relationship is good and helpful, and you're already probably on board with this because you're listening to this episode, but within a conscious relationship, there is more passion, more truth, you know, um, both people get more of their needs met. Of course, all relationships are always going to require compromise. And it doesn't mean that these relationships are always easy, but there is more truth telling. There's more uh, depth because you actually see one another. You actually say, hey, here I am. Here's the parts of me that I have a hard time sharing with the world, or here's the needs that I have that I'm really scared to admit, or here's the dreams that I have for my life that I want to make happen. And so it's this commitment to transparency and truth that allows for a beautiful life to unfold and more of each person's needs to get met within that relationship. And of course, maybe, you know, through practicing conscious relationship, you come to the realization that, hey, this actually isn't it. And our our values are too conflicting, our needs are too conflicting. And then you get that clarity and you can move forward and continue finding somebody that you know, will meet you in that way. And that's why, you know, if you're still in the dating process, trying to set up a really intentional way of dating is very important because you get to establish these things early on. And I've already said it, but another element of this is the individual growth that you go on as a person, because Without a relationship, you tend to not really be able to see the deepest layers of your mind and your psyche. It's kind of like, you know, when you go home and you visit family or if you do and you just see all these sides of you that you don't normally see and you're like, ooh, what is this? Let me just put that away till next Christmas. (laughs) It's kind of like that, but it never ends. Woo, fun, right? But instead of just ignoring it, you get to be with it and look at it and understand it and accept yourself. And it sounds kind of icky and maybe at times it could feel that way, but it ultimately is the path to growth and to seeing truth. And the whole point of like, you know, any shadow work or looking at these deep layers of your mind or being with these parts of you that are hard to accept is not to stay stuck in like shame or feeling like something's wrong with you. We really, in a conscious relationship and anything that requires this level of 
self-awareness, we really need to prioritize compassion and curiosity. This is something I say to my clients all the time. Compassion and curiosity, very important because we're going to go really deep into looking at all of these things. But if we approach it from a place of shame, progress cannot be made. There will be a shutdown. There will be a retraction. So creating that safety within the dynamic as well of the conscious relationship is really important. So this knowing like, okay, we're going to see sides of each other that probably no one else gets to see. And we're going to be committed to working on whatever we need to work on within ourselves, but also on loving and accepting the other person for who they are, right? And in any kind of relationship, there's always going to be things that you could dislike or judge in the other person. There's always going to be things that you need to just accept and love. And it's not going to be perfect. No one is ever going to be this perfect person. So you you pick who works the best for you, but knowing that there's never going to be this ultimate everlasting honeymoon phase where you never run into things that you struggle with, but you'll have your core kind of issue. And that gets to be the thing that you just work on throughout your relationship. And obviously some core issues are manageable and others are not. And that kind of gets to be that defining factor of whether or not your relationship will work. So there's the individual growth, there's the clarity on like choosing a partner. Um, there's the deeper connection in your actual relationship and the, and a maintaining of passion as well, because the thing that kills passion the most is withholding. It's just not telling each other how you're really feeling and what you're really wanting. And then the resentment grows. And finally, it's also the collective growth is what makes a conscious relationship really beautiful. You get to kind of envision and create a dreamy life together through those shared visions and values and just being able to collaborate on dreams, you know, not compete, but raise each other up and uh, also be able to rise up as individuals because you have that safe container. And, you know, if we kind of bring in the attachment lens here, like one of the main signals of a secure child is that they're able to go off and explore the world actually comfortably because they know that, you know, mom or parent is there watching them. And so we develop a sense of security in the world when we trust that our main people kind of have our back. And so that's what carries through. Obviously, you're not an infant anymore relying on a parent figure, but your relationships, your adult relationships mirror the same dynamic. So when we have a secure relationship and we have this kind of conscious relationship, we feel as though we can go out into the world and accomplish more and take more risks because you know you have this person who has your back and you can trust. And you can trust them not only with your shiny, easy to love sides, but also the parts of you that are maybe harder to be with and look at. <sighs> so let's talk about the signs. And again, these are just six that I came up with. There's probably a lot more, but these are some fundamental signs that speak to a larger level of self-work that you've likely done. And before I even go into this, I'm not saying that you need to be healed, perfect, completely secure and whatever, 100% of anything to be ready for a conscious relationship. Again, the main factor is just, are you willing? Are you willing to enter into this? And it's going to be hard and scary sometimes. And you're going to have to open your heart up and risk all these things that maybe you didn't do in the past and it will feel a little bit hard, but on the other side, there's a lot of beauty. So are you willing? It's the main thing I would want to start with here. The first sign is you focus more on what you need to work on than what others need to work on. 
if you've been doing, you know, inner work for a while, you've probably gotten pretty good at understanding, okay, here's what's mine. And then you can probably pick up on other people's stuff. You know, uh, I, I sense that this person is needing more of that or, you know, and you, you might be very accurate and even empathetic, but it's really important that the prioritization is on your own self process so that we're not getting really enmeshed or enwrapped in other people's, you know, um, journeys or even the interpretation of what might be going on for other people. So again, not to say that you can't notice these things and be curious about other people, but you're not mostly fixating on everyone else's stuff and avoiding your own. You're you're equally being with other people, listening, and also being able to pay attention to your own stuff. So there's just that balance and ownership. The next sign is you're willing to have the conversation of what you're looking for right away. So this obviously applies to single people. If you are already in a relationship, then it's a little different. But if you're willing to have that conversation of what you're looking for right away, and yes, what if it scares them off? What if it's too much right away? Then that's that's where we start off with this conscious relating. It's like being in transparency and truth and not wasting your time also and standing in your own worth. It's like, hey, here's what I want. Um, whatever kind of relationship you want, whatever kind of dynamic, but being committed to saying, this is what I want. What do you want? And opening up the, the relationship, setting those foundations with healthy, transparent communication around your needs. The next sign is you have stable friendships. So obviously there can be some nuance in this. I can't say that, you know, every single situation is the same and things happen. Shit goes down. You might have a friend who goes through something really intense and there's a lot of instability or a lot of conflict. And so again, I'm not saying if you have any conflict in your friendships, you're not ready. But if you have a ongoing series of challenging, difficult, unresolved relational dynamics in friendships, then you're probably not seeing what it is that you need to see within yourself in order to make it work. And that doesn't mean you can't enter into a relationship, but there's likely going to be that same degree of instability. And maybe that's what you need to just keep cycling through for now until it really gets clear on like, what is mine? What is mine to look at and work through? And once you get to that place, then you're getting closer to being ready. But looking at your other relationships is a good indicator. And we all have different degrees of this. Like for you, it might be way easier to have really stable friendships. But then when it comes to romantic relationships, that's where everything like shit goes sideways, right? So everyone can have a little bit of a different thing. But the general theme is that if you are able to maintain stability in your relationships generally, then, you know, ideally you're, you're able to do that, or at least more prepared to do that when it comes to a romantic relationship. The fourth sign is you feel good on your own, but a relationship would enhance your life. So this is this, you know, longing without lack. It's like I long to be in partnership, in love, in connection, but I'm not lacking. My life doesn't suck without it. I'm not trying to get this relationship to be a solution to all of my problems, right? So when we have a strong sense of self and we like our life and we feel fulfilled, that is the best time to magnetize a relationship and a healthy relationship as well because it's coming from a place of like, I feel good and solid in my own life and uh, and in you would be an addition. And so this sets the right foundation of being able to maintain a sense of individualism in the relationship. Doesn't mean again, you don't depend on the person and move towards them and there's 
there's this this depth there is but you're able to still stand on your own two feet and say this is who i am and this is what i want it doesn't all of a sudden become this like mucky goo where you're like where do i end and you begin and what is mine and what is yours and what do i want and i don't know anymore right so needing to be able to take care of your own self and make your life really beautiful the fifth sign is you have some tools and practices you know to rely on to, again, help maintain a sense of centeredness and balance in your life. So it doesn't mean, oh my goodness, I didn't do my daily meditation every day this week. I'm not ready for a conscious relationship. But do you know what you can turn to when things get difficult? Do you do that when things get difficult? You know, and how often? And again, really not trying to say this idea of perfection. I go through, personally, I go through waves of being really, you know, disciplined with my practices and then not as much and then that. And I'm I'm still in a conscious relationship. So it's just life is ebbs and flows. But when I'm in a really difficult place, I know what to turn to and I will turn to those things. So there's the consistent practices that we can utilize to stay in a, in a place of balance. And that's really great. Obviously, we're not only turning to practices when shit hits the fan. Ideally, we can do that throughout to maintain that stability, but having those tools. And if you're wondering what those tools might look like, for me at least, and what I offer to my clients is somatic work, so nervous system regulation, and doing a lot of embodiment, knowing how to properly process and release your emotions rather than storing them. And, you know, then through understanding what your needs actually are, and that's a that's a process of doing somatic work and just the the inner work process, really getting to know yourself, then actually making sure you're like going out and fulfilling those needs. So for everyone, it looks a little bit different. For me, it's like nature, art, dancing, having really quality friendships, um, having my passion, my work, you know, all these things are, are ways that I can make sure my life is feeling balanced and centered. And I'm also taking care of my emotional self and so on. And the sixth sign is you have explored your patterns, thoughts, and beliefs, and you know how to work with your own mind. So let me elaborate on that a little bit. You don't need to, again, have every piece of the puzzle and connect every single dot from this moment in childhood when I was two and I saw this thing. Like We can go really down this rabbit hole. And I'm not saying that there's not um, a helpfulness in understanding our past, but you just you can understand a general sense of like, this is how I operate. Here's where it kind of came from. I have compassion for that. And I know how to catch myself in these loops when I'm in them. So when we kind of have a general sense of our patterns, and by the way, we're always exploring and finding new layers of ourselves, and our dynamics and patterns change over time as our selves do and as our brain does, especially as we do this work. Like we're, you know, when we're working at this level of um, self-awareness and looking at the shadow work, you know, the the subconscious mind and doing the nervous system work, we're actually really working to change the brain. And so that's all really possible. Anyway, I'm going on a little side tangent. The ability to just know what your patterns kind of are. And when I say work with your mind, that is, can you catch the stories and the narratives that you tell yourself that contribute to these patterns. So if I can give an example, if you tend to be more anxious 
And there's a pattern of getting really worried about, you know, what your partner is thinking or if they're going to leave or if they're mad at you and you tend to go down these spirals and then that creates some kind of behavior. Maybe you get really anxious and you really throw all your energy at them and then they pull away and then there's this distance and then all of a sudden you're, you know, in this, this kind of challenging dynamic. Ah. <sighs> Okay, so if if you're able to catch all of that, you're probably able to say, okay, well, then I know where this is coming from and I can catch the moment that my mind starts taking me for a loop and I'm going to lean on some practices to help me get out of that place rather than feeding into my, my mind and my stories. So that's kind of an example. If you're more avoidant, let's say for a, a different example, you might find that, you know, in conflict, you really shut down or you pull away or you might even just not really know what it is that you need and you want and you find you don't really communicate that and there's just like a more of a disconnect from your emotional body. So this might be a little less mental, but your your mental thoughts or narratives might become really fixated on other things. You might not think about the relationship as much. You might want to focus on work or uh, just other things outside the relationship. So if there's that imbalance, you might be able to catch that and say, okay, I'm going to work with my mind. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to face this resistance and I'm going to commit to like having this conversation, something like that. So just an awareness of your patterns, an awareness of how to catch these things in a moment or at least at one moment and then lean into the right kind of space or the right edge for you as an individual. And if you're single, you can look for a lot of these things in a potential partner or ask questions that help you understand, is this person at this level? Is this what they're looking for? And again, start that kind of foundation off right. And if you're wanting direct support to call in a conscious relationship or create one within the relationship that you're in now, I have a couple one-to-one spots available. These seats are available whether you're single or in a relationship. If you're single, you can expect healing painful relationship patterns. So, you know, not settling for breadcrumbs or just unavailable partners if that's not what you want. Uh, You can expect conscious dating plans and clarity around what you want in future relationships. So setting those right foundations like we talked about in this episode. You can also expect stepping into your inner queen. So claiming what it is that you want so that you can call in a higher caliber partner to match that energy. Together, we'll work on sexual energy and healing that to fuel creation and success and feel more vibrant and attractive within your own self and in your own body. You'll also be discovering more sides of yourself. So accessing a fuller range of your personality and your self-expression and uncovering and going after your life's aspirations, desires, and dreams. Again, having that sense of like, this is who I am in the world. This is what I'm creating. And basically, I'm going to create a really fucking fulfilling life. And then somebody can come and meet me in that space. And finally, you'll have the toolkit and the skills to navigate a future conscious relationship. And if you're interested in one-to-one and you're in a relationship, you can expect a personalized way to recreate or sustain the spark and intimacy in your relationship. You can also expect tailored tools to go deeper in communication and connection so that you can learn to fully own and speak your needs and live a more authentic life. You'll also get a bunch of tools to grow closer through conflict rather than further apart from one another and really access a whole new level of connection that you didn't think was possible. And a big thing in this is learning about reciprocity. So really balancing out the relationship roles so that you can stop overgiving and caretaking if that's you um, or, you know, having any kind of imbalance in your relationship 
and so that there's not this like resentment building and disconnect building. And you can also increase your ability to receive and ask for what you want. And finally, you can expect a deeper connection to yourself so that you maintain your sense of self while being wildly connected to your partner. So again, you can find that link by scrolling down in the show notes and clicking the one-to-one link. And then you'll either see a application. If you see an application, meaning you're filling out questions, then that means there are spots available. And if there are not spots available, you'll see a wait list. So that means you can sign up and then get information to know when the next spot is open. Okay, so that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. And if you did, make sure to leave a rating and a review, share with your friends, share with your family, just share it, share the love, and we'll see you on the next episode. 